So let's continue today talking about Shuva, we're talking about Yom Kippur, we're talking about uh, how do we do Teshuvah, what does Teshuvah mean? We know that uh, the Alter Rebbe has a whole section in the Tanya which is called the Geras HaTshuvah. Over there the Alter Rebbe gives out some, some of the fundamental uh, principles of Teshuvah. Uh, why are we talking about Shuva? Uh, first of all, we're going to do review of the Sicha in the uh, volume 17, the third Sicha for the Parsha's Achrei. Why are we talking about uh, Shuva? Because, of course, this week's Parsha talks about Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur is a time for atonement. And how do we get an atonement? We get atonement, we get through Teshuva. So... The real question is, what exactly is the minimal amount of teshuva? And what is teshuva in a most, in a more profound way? And the Alter Rebbe says something in the Geras HaTshuva, which the Rebbe points to, which tells us that the main thing of teshuva, the bottom, the main thing of teshuva is... Just neglect, letting go of the sin, which says, I am not going to do anymore. I changed. I no longer am going to violate the will of Hashem. Basically, you are just talking about the future. You say that from now on, I'm going to be a, a good Jew. I'm not going to do any more Averis. Now, of course, what we're trying to achieve is also forgiveness for what we've done. We've done something in the past. We've done wrong. But that's not the minimal amount of Teshuvah. The minimal amount of Teshuvah is we're not trying to fix the past. We're just trying to fix the future. And we're trying to let go of what we've done so that we no longer do that. And that's what the Alter Rebbe stresses when he says that the mitzvah hatshuva, it's a ziva sachet bilvat. It's just stopping to do the sin. Furthermore, we can say you don't need to be forgiven for the past. It's not a condition of teshuva that you have to be forgiven in the past. God forbid there are certain averis that a person has done and he's not forgiven for them. Some averis you're not forgiven. Does that mean that your teshuva is not good? No. I'm still about teshuva. But... In most cases, inherently in Teshuvah, it also has in it that Hashem set it up in such a way that when you say, I'm not going to do it anymore, then you are actually also retroactively forgiven and also the past. You know, the Rambam, like in Sefer HaMitzvah, he puts in, there is a prayer that we say when we do Teshuvah, we confess, first of all, on the past, which is part of the mitzvah, but that's not 
the essence of the mitzvah. The essence of the mitzvah is just neglecting, but confession. But then there's also praying to our Father in Heaven, to Abba, say, forgive me of what I've done. That's an extra prayer, yes. That's the fulfillment and the wholesomeness. That's part of the broader level of Teshuvah. So, uh, the, the Alter Rebbe does begin the letter of Tshuva with writing about three categories of kapara, of atonement. Because atonement is essentially part of what we want to achieve also, that happens with that. But yet, what is Teshuva alone is just from here and in the future. These two aspects that we have in Teshuva, which is, number one, the minimal amount, just to stop doing the Averis. That's the number one. From here and on, the first level. And the broader level, because in the various different commentaries, you find there is 20 conditions, there is more. But even in the general broader uh, some say vidui and asking Hashem to forgive us those are broader yes that's the wholesome of tshuva but not the minimal amount of tshuva but that's also part of tshuva this explains to us the Rebbe explains here something very interesting in the level of vidui in the level of a, a confession what do we have to say when we confess essentially what we feel in our heart is teshuva. But then we have to verbalize, we have to say that which we feel in our heart. Again, saying is not a condition. You can do teshuva if it's just in your heart. If you make up your mind, I'm not going to do it again, that is minimal amount, that's the level of teshuva. But to get the full scope of teshuva, you have to verbalize but how much does a person have to verbalize when he uh, says Teshuvah? It seems like from the Alter Rebbe and the Shulchan Aruch, he says, if a person says, Chatati, confesses, he says, Chatati, I've done a sin, that's Vidui, that's already considered confession, the person has done Teshuvah. But when you look a little bit more closely, there is various different languages that express a sin. The word chatati, I've sinned, really talks about accidental sins. I've sinned by mistake. I made a mistake. That's chatati. There are two other categories. There is an avoin, the Gemara in Yoma says, and a pesha. A oven means a deliberate sin. That's not an accident, that's a deliberate sin. Knowingly sinning. And then there's yet a, even a worse category, which is called a pesha. Pesha means a rebellious kind of sin. That's not only because sometimes a person knows, but the Yetzirah got the better part of them. They did it intentionally. But sometimes a person is just in a rebellious way, Rebelling against Hashem, he says, and no, I don't care. That's called the Pesha. So it's interesting. The Gemara brings down from the Posik in Achrei that the Kohen Godel would use the languages 
Chotosi, Avisi, Pashaiti, he would verbalize these three categories, the accidental, the intentional, and the rebellious sins. He would specify all three of them. Also the Rambam. The Rambam says when a person confess, he should say all three of them. The question is the order, because in the Pasuk it's a little bit different order, but you have to, the Rambam says you should also say all three. But then, the Rambam himself says, minimally, you can say chotosi. You just say, I've sinned, and then that should be sufficient. So it comes out that there is, the better way to confess is to specifically say, sins, intentional, accidental, intentional, rebellious, but just saying chotosi seems like, in the Torah, seems that that would be sufficient. Now, one could ask, yes, go ahead. The, the question is along those lines would be, but if a person is only confessing because he's saying, Chatosi, I've sinned, and he's only admitting, oh, I've made accidents, so how would that confession suffice for the bigger sins that he has done, for the more intentional, for the rebellious sins? He, he hasn't really uh, regretted those, you know? I mean, those are, it seems like you should need to Address. It's like uh, you know, you 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 looked at somebody in a bad way, and then you punched him, and then you really beat him up. So you're going to say, oh, "Okay, I, I'm sorry for looking at you the wrong way." But wait a minute, <laughs> you, you, more, you did more than that. You you actually punched me. You actually beat me up. Why don't you say, "Oh, why don't you recognize the bigger thing?" So. Herein comes the Rebbe and explains that just like we said before, that there's two levels in Teshuvah, one which is the minimal, which is basically saying, I'm not going to do the sin again. And then there is also the fact that we're going to get an atonement for the past and there is regret for the past. The same thing is in the uh, Vidui, which is as mentioned earlier, that's the expression in speech, what you feel in your heart. So there's two levels in there. When a person, even if he says, he admits, you know, just that I've sinned, we're not, we're not going into the details of the past over here. We're not trying to get you an atonement and a kapara for the past. On the bare minimum of the teshuva, we're just talking about the future. So over there, just saying chatosi, there is a sin, that there was something wrong, that expresses already enough, there was something wrong over here, I'm not going to do it. And that's why. But if you want to get the bigger level of uh, tshuva, you want also the kapora, you want the bigger level, for that you need to also specify, because then we're talking about the past. We're talking about what you did. You know, you can't, if we minimally would just say sin, I don't need to recognize, because I'm not really talking about forgiving on what I've done. I'm only talking about a recognition that there was something wrong, and I ain't going to do that again. And therefore, that's the minimum of Vidui, and then we have the bigger level of Vidui. Now, 
we know that teshuva needs to be done like all mitzvahs while we're here in this world. You know, after we pass on, after 120 years, it says, Bameisim Chavshi, that once we're gone, there's no more mitzvahs. We can't do any more mitzvahs. The same thing is the mitzvah of teshuva has to be done while we're here in this world, like all other mitzvahs. So there's interesting, there's an interesting uh, a concept over here. The Gemara talks about four categories. And the Gemara says, well, these four are really three. There's not four. What are the four categories? Let me tell you the four categories. One of them is violating a positive mitzvah. One of them is violating a prohibition, a regular prohibition. One of them is violating a prohibition that has a punishment of death associated with it, which is Christus or Mrs. Besdin, which is being cut off and based in punishing. And then you have a fourth category uh, the Gemara brings down, and that's Chilal Hashem, a person who brings and causes a desecration for Hashem's name. So if you do, the Gemara says like this, if you do, a, you violate a positive mitzvah, then you do teshuva, that's it, you're done. If you violate a prohibition, you got to do teshuva and you wait till Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur forgives you for the prohibition. If you violated a prohibition that has chorus, a Mrs. Bezdin, that has cut off, that has death associated with it, then you have to do teshuva, you have to wait for Yom Kippur, and also God brings pain on you to atone for that. So you need all three. What happens to the fourth category? One who makes a desecration of Hashem's name. He makes a chilul Hashem. Over there he says there is no atonement for you. Not with tshuva. And not with Yom Kippur. And not even with pain. The only thing that atones for you is death. Death is the only thing that atones for you. So the question is, the, the Alter Rebbe, he only talks about three things. He doesn't talk about that fourth level, Chil Hashem, what you get, punishment of death. Why? Because while death can be an atonement, and yes, it's an atonement for the soul, yes, but still, as part of the mitzvah of teshuva, death is not considered teshuva because the mitzvah of teshuva has to be while you're alive. It has to be the soul together with the body. So as the kapore, as it's associated with teshuva, there's only three that are associated with the mitzvah of teshuva. If you want to know, are there atonements for all... There are four kinds of atonements. Yeah, the soul will be atoned, the Gemara says, for Achillel Hashem also, once you pass away, you're atoned for that as well. But the Alter Rebbe in the Geras HaTshuva is only talking about those levels 
which are part of the mitzvah of teshuvah. As part of the mitzvah of teshuvah, there's only three levels. Because those levels are achieved during the lifetime of the person while the person is here in all three of the categories. The Rebbe has, I mean, I'm just giving you over very briefly, but the Rebbe has a whole lambdas. The Rebbe brings down the interpretation of the Marsha, the, uh, who he says that the three levels actually are uh, the, la- the latter three, not Esse. Why? The Marsha argues that the, um, and that's the Yerushalmi actually, he says that Teshuvah is not considered a category. Why? Because since Teshuvah you need across the board with everything, so therefore that cannot be counted as a, uh, as a category by itself. So there's only three separate categories because Teshuvah goes along with everything else. So when we want to talk about three classes of categories, three classes of, of, of Kapora, they cannot include Teshuvah because Teshuvah is needed with all of them. That's not a different category. So the three things, so it turns out according to the Marsha and the Yerushalmi, there's other, uh, the three that we're counting are Loisaseh, uh, and Christmas is Bezdin, and Chil Hashem, the other three. And the Rebbe makes a whole, in Primius, in Yon, and the Rebbe brings down, three or four, Gimel or Dalet, the Rebbe associates this all with the three worlds, or four worlds, in a, how we count them. Because the Masyib and Cheresh, or the Yerushalmi, they do count four categories. We know Atzilus, Briya, Yitzira, Asiya. Those are the four, correspond to the four. Uh, you can either count Yitzira, Briya, Asiya. That would be the last three categories. Or you can count Atzilus, Briya, Yitzira. And there is a connection from Atzilus to, to, uh, to Asiya because they're inevitably interconnected. It's a whole interesting, according to Hasidus, but it'll be suffice with what we, uh, what we covered over here.